Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. Um, we are here discussing the late great Kate Spade, our Katie baby, her demise, um, passing, and force revisiting um, mental health awareness because it is starting to get out of hand. I did say that when I came back, I'm sorry for the long break, that I was going to come up and um, share some warning signs of suicide in case it might help somebody. So I found this on save.org, warning signs of suicide. Um, As we know, suicide doesn't have like one single cause. Um, Certain factors like substance abuse and untreated depression can lead to a higher risk of suicide. And um, we talked about how substance abuse and uh, mental illness is actually called a dual diagnosis. And um, one person or someone who is diagnosed under dual diagnosis of mental health illness and substance abuse would have to tackle both issues, um, maybe not at the same time, you know, maybe take one isolated, maybe they actually have programs that um, work with treating both at the same time, that way they could um, help the person to, you know, become become um, better and just have a... Um, a, a better fighting chance of not being one in these statistics of um, suicide, okay? Um, so it says, call 911 or the emergency service in your country if you see or hear the following. Someone threatening to hurt or kill him, herself, or talking about wanting to die, especially if the person has a weapon or item to hurt him or herself, Okay. If the person is looking for ways to kill themselves by seeking access to lethal means, you know, whether that is online or physically in a moment of despair, um, someone talking, writing, or posting on social media about death, suicide, you know, um, especially when the when the actions are out of ordinary for the person. So they have warning signs here that they say are indicators also that a person might be in acute danger and may urgently need help. Again, talking about wanting to die. Again, looking for a way to kill oneself. Talking about feeling hopelessness or having no purpose. Talking about feeling trapped or being in unbearable pain. Talking about being a burden to others, especially sometimes financially with the way the economy is going now. So, you know, maybe people are um, feeling that they're burdens to people. Um, the increased use of alcohol and or drugs. And... <clears throat> That is something, you know, I'll be honest with you. That's something that you might be able to see, and that's something that you might not be able to see. Because um, you could know that your family member, loved one, coworker, significant other, or friend, okay, is already a user. And by user, I mean like they already drink. Whether you feel it socially and you don't understand that it's actually um, an ongoing problem, um, maybe you understand that they stone or, you know, they're using drugs or whatever. But let's be honest, how many of us, unless unless you are regularly using with that person, and by regularly, I mean, like, maybe it's a circle of friends, so, you know, kind of like kids after school, they, you know, go get their stuff and they do their marijuana or whatever, like in groups, they put five on it, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're broke, you, yeah, and unless you're, like, literally every single time you're with them when they're using, it's going to be pretty hard to tell if they have increased their intake and use of drugs or alcohol or if it's pretty much about the same, okay? Because as long as you're going to probably understand is that they just still use. And, you know, it's maybe when you see them use, it's not anything in their behavior that makes them seem like they need to stop. So you're just like, okay, they're high. They're drunk. 
No. But how would you know if they went from smoking, you know, I guess like a gram or two of marijuana to like 10 or 20? Or how would you know if they went from drinking just a pint or just having shots at the bar to now being able to finish um, a whole bottle of um, Jack Daniels, you know, in the night by themselves? No chaser, you know? You wouldn't be able to tell that. But let's say you live with them, though. And maybe you, I don't know, cleaning. You know how parents clean um, their kids' rooms and um, find things. I don't know, maybe you just noticed that before. It used to be a little bit here, a little bit there, maybe one, a few times a year. But now every time you turn around, you find a drug paraphernalia all over the place if you're a parent. Um, they said if they're acting anxious, agitated, or reckless, sleeping too little or too much, withdrawing or feeling isolated, showing rage or talking about seeking revenge and lastly if they're displaying extreme mood swings so uh it ends off by saying the same thing that everybody should say when they talk about something like this during the talk before the talk and after if you are someone if you or someone you know is in crisis please call the lifeline usa number at 800-273-8255 or text signs s-i-g-n-s to 741-741 for 24 hour a day, <clears throat> 24 hours, seven day a week, anonymous free crisis counseling, okay, and okay, you, know, you should love yourself enough to, even if, you know, because I, I understand, even myself, in my community, I'm African American woman, it's very taboo, uh, they gonna, I, I, first of all, I already explained my own, I'm, I'm in the category of people that don't make no sense, we're not going to get certified and we're not going to get treated. That's actually a large number of people. Now, why do you think that is? First of all, I already told you about my fears about getting certified based on what's going on in my state. I mean, in my city alone, in NYC, you can just Google it. The NYPD have absolutely no experience with the mental, mentally ill, and they have killed mentally ill people just by ignorantly not understanding what they're walking into. And they have also been seniorly elderly uh, people, like in, this, in their 60s and 50s, they just... Uh, not understanding what they're walking into, supposed to see them as a threat because they were in, in, in a rage or they were having a fit or an episode and, and killed them dead or use excessive force, okay? And um, so I know for a fact, there's not a lot of people that's trying to come out and say it. I have this or I have that. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that because you're going to be treated just way differently, even in the way that people handle you. And look at look at these um, senior elderly people that have lived many years. I'm sure they had families and had grandchildren. I'm sure they were retired and, of course, suffering from things like dementia. Who knows? Maybe they always had, like, um, a history of mental illness. But now that they're getting older and their minds a little more fragile, they're having more uh, and more episodes only to be killed by the NYPD. I'm just talking about for my personal experience in my city. I can't talk about where everybody else lives. You know, this happened more than one occasion. You can Google it. Okay, and uh, only to be shot dead in your own house just because, you know, somebody didn't take the time to understand what you were going through and they came into a situation where they thought you were, or, or, they just didn't understand what they were walking through. They, they were scared and threatened and they just shot you. Killed you dead. Come on, nobody deserves to be, um, you know, treated like that. So this is why a lot of people don't come out. This is why a lot of times you, you, you know, you, and so I'm saying if you're in that boat, I've never called one of these numbers. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I don't know that I would, and I'm just going to be honest too. Because like I said, it, it seems like these days, some of my own personal experience, I seem to step myself out of it a little bit easier. I share my own experience with what's going on in my head so maybe you can understand what's going on in somebody else's head so you won't be so quick to be like, well, they'll just call a number. No, I was just going to call a number. But um, kudos to those who actually call the number. Um, 
I say, you know, fight for your life. Don't I'm going to start looking into just um, keeping it in mind. You know, like I said, I've been doing very well for a very, very long time. So I don't necessarily feel that I would need it now. But that's never to say that I would need it in the future. But it's always good to know. So I've taken time to memorize it. <laughs> of course. Because you never know. And um, I might reach that point, like I said, in the previous segment with everybody. My mom, my two cousins, the ones that, you know, usually kept me grounded or leveled. And I thought about that during the break. I said, wow, it's amazing how you didn't say this person or this friend or this ex or this now. It wouldn't be any of them because it's not to say that I don't believe that they love me or genuinely care about me. It's just to say, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say that it wouldn't affect them. But I don't really think it would. I mean, like, it would, but I think it'd be one of those things. I don't know. Maybe it'd be, like, like a news that, oh, she, you know, she, she killed herself, you know. <laughs> like, it's like, like something you just mentioned over um, coffee at the cafe or something. Maybe not. I don't know. I just feel like even if it happened, they wouldn't even know. You know, because some of them don't even check in on me that often, you know. So that's the other thing. Maybe, you, and my, I'm giving you real ones now. This is the typical stuff they always say, but check in on people. You know, make a habit of this. And even if they're isolated, just, just say, hey, how you doing? You know, um, if you see that they're out and, stay, and, and they're trying to come out like I am, just invite them out. You know, just invite them out. If they're saying that they're trying and they're willing to, you know, try to come out, like, just, just just invite them out. It doesn't have to be all the time or something. It's just like, it could be late. Maybe they're not ready to go to a club setting. Maybe they just want to do, like, grab a bite to eat. Go bowling. Invite them out. But check in on people, you know. Don't let nobody uh, sit there. At least, at least uh, I will tell you what that do. If I have somebody checking in on me every now and again, just, hey, how you doing? Haven't heard from you, you know, just, hey, how you doing? Guess what? It makes me feel like um, if I'm going through a bad day someday, maybe I don't want to necessarily talk about what I'm feeling, but maybe I want to talk to someone and get things off my mind. I know I can, I know I can reach out to this person because um, they would be open to receiving me, being that they're always reaching out to me so, and they always extend the arm out. Or have a friendly word, or maybe are kind, or they just always gonna text me back, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I know I'm not gonna be sitting there waiting. And while I'm not necessarily a priority in their life, I also, but I know that you know they do check in on me. If you do that, that makes you more comfortable. Um, learn people's patterns. So I do have a friend of mine. Like if they don't hear from me, because they used to hear me from a certain amount of times. They don't hear me. They're gonna, they're gonna really call. You know, they're going to really start. They don't call on the phone at all. But they're going to really start to call and call and call. And they call too much. Sometimes I go to the phone. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed. I'm like, are, are you dying? <laughs> as soon as I was like, Wait, are, are you dying or something? No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing like that. I just want to make sure you're okay. Because I didn't hear from And then I kind of like, I don't, you know. But they know my temperament and my mood swings. So I calm down. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm busy. But I didn't look at the phone. I'll, you know, whatever. I've been doing things with, because I have a lot of projects. with this podcast going on. Other things on kind of drawing up and stuff, so there's days or two where I'm, I probably won't say nothing. I don't think anything of it, but um, I guess because they know my mindset, so they just want to make sure, you know, because it's not like me. So when I'm saying get to know somebody's pattern, I'm basically saying, you know, if you're somebody that you're used to hearing from a few times a week, a few times a week, even if it's not every day, but you're just used to hearing them, and then maybe let's say like a week and a half goes by, you know, especially if during the week and a half, not every single day, but on and off, you were trying like, hey, 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 you know, swim by the house <clears throat> or something. Yeah, you didn't call, but you could just say, hey, man, I didn't want to disturb you. I'm not even trying to stay around. I just want to make sure you're okay. I haven't heard from you or something, you know, especially if you know that they might have been talking like this. Um, I'm trying to give some tips that like really, really help. Um, 
sometimes what does, I'll tell you I'll tell you what doesn't help guys what doesn't help is this um this epidemic that seems to be going around lately and that everybody's perfect and they don't have a care in the world so you know you look at social media and you look on the gram and you look on Facebook and Snapchat and all this stuff and everybody's able to literally edit their lives and filter their lives into this uh, perfect little world you know and sell it that way to really have other people believe in these things and then captions don't help <laughs> no, no I'm just playing captions are a way for you to get creative any open white space box and anywhere on social media, don't give it to me, especially with a cursor. I'm going to take full advantage. And then you give me this microphone and this platform, and you don't give it to me because I'm going to take full advantage to use my words for power. But you know these captions are getting really cocky and arrogant and stuff like that. And it sends off this um, vibe like, you know, my life is perfect. I don't have a care in the world. Like, I have I have money. I have, a, I have my, you know, <laughs> it's bag season. <laughs> you know, and it just to make you feel like, um, you know, well, you know, no days off. I talk like this sometimes for just to motivate myself. But, you know, again, it kind of implies if you're taking a day off, there's a reason why you ain't got all the stuff you have. And I, either way, it's like a little kind of, it's like a cocky thing. And it's okay because we all do it, you know, on and off or whatever. I don't really have a personal social media page. I don't have a personal social media anything. One thing I'm social media related is in um, promotion to something or some aspect that I'm building. So it's either a brand or this podcast or, you know, so it's going to be a non You know, this, I got things I'm trying to do. But I don't necessarily just, um, not anymore. And any Facebook page I ever had, I take them on and off over the years. Excuse me, I reactivate or deactivate them on and off over the years. Only reactivating them sometimes is just get in touch with people that I haven't heard from in a long time. And, and obviously, that's the common and number one way and fastest way to try to see if you can reconnect with somebody is on Facebook. Because a lot of people have had their accounts for as, as long as Facebook's been around. Um, try to make them if you if if you listen if you listen because some people aren't listening. That's what you don't do. Um, if someone's saying, "Look, I feel real down. My life sucks." It's just that. Listen, once somebody starts talking about my life sucks, and then whether they're joking or not, <laughs> I hate my life. Listen, just start listening from there because you gotta remember. Um, that's when they start talking about um, being uh, dissatisfied, feeling like a burden, or feeling trapped, or um, some kind of unbearable pain. And when they start talking and they say, my life sucks, it's probably a, feel of, a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of having no purpose. And again, this is on the warning signs here um, listed at save.org. That says that that person is in acute danger and, and, and it could seriously need some urgent help. Listen to them. Ask them why you feel like that. Ask them why you feel like your life sucks. Why is everything so bad? Why do you feel trapped? Talk to them. And don't, don't come with them like, what do you mean you feel trapped? You're not trapped. Clearly you're free. You know, don't do that. Come in with that open mind of, you know, I'm going to try to understand you right now. When you're talking to me, even if I don't agree with what you're saying, as in to say, of course I don't feel you're hopeless. Of course I don't feel like you don't have a purpose. Or automatically you don't agree with them. But listen to them to try to see if the words that they're using, you can try to step into their shoes, even for a moment, and just be like, hmm, wow, you know, like, I can understand how you're feeling. I just have validate how you're feeling. I can understand how you're feeling. But then, like, if you know it's not true or what they're seeing, because you got to remember, it's all about perception, and the mind is a little altered. It's not right. It's not, you know, chemicals and imbalance in the brain. Try to walk them through what you see. And, and keep it positive, obviously, and keep it clean. If somebody says, you know, I'm having a bad day, 
Like, I've had, I've tried ways, and I just started off simple as that sometimes talking to people, and um, they might say, you be all right. Oh, you gonna be all right. Oh, you gonna, don't brush nobody off. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just gotta listen. You know, you can't always say that people are complaining, because that's the other thing that's going around lately, too. Like, oh, stop complaining. Or, um, you know, someone says, well, why would one complain? It's not like anyone listens when somebody complains. See, that's the problem. Nobody's, that's, it's, how, it's how you look at it. Or they say beauty in the eyes of the beholder. I look at someone as, some, as expressing. Me being, tapping into my creativity these days and loving it so much, expression is everything to me. So I know that people express themselves in many words. I have someone I know now, they don't express themselves visual, um, with words, but they will express themselves visually. They're very different. Well, I'm a wordy, wordy person and I express it with words, this person expresses through the art form of the visual, which is absolutely beautiful. And I've just learned to, uh, to, to understand. I just, it just overnight, a revelation just came because I was trying to figure out how to understand this person. <laughs> I love, I know them already. They're a really good friend, but trying to figure out how to, and then, I, then, then that's when God told me, people express in so many different ways, you know, so you have music, you know, it might could be drawing, you know, it could be a lot of ways, like even us, we all might have a personal style, but there's always a way of expressing, you know, you can't say to someone because they're words, or you know, you're not a wordy person, maybe that's not how you express, so when people are coming out expressing, it's kind of like, you want to, you know, you'll be all right, you're just a little sad, you know, you just got to get out the house, you know, stop dismissing people and actually listen, um, it's a tedious job, it might be tedious, it depends how much they ramble, <laughs> how much they go on, but if you think about it in the long run, God forbid something happened and that person wants to harm themselves. You would have wished that you would have sat there and went through all the rambling sessions with them. That would mean more to you and, and, and it would be, you would see it as that would have been worth the time than to sit there at this person's um, homegoing service or funeral or wake or start passing or something. And again, you're going to have unresolved guilt. Right? You don't know what this is, you Google it and um, that will destroy your life. <laughs> okay, and you don't want to do that. Don't live with any regrets like that concerning anybody's life because... Life is um, precious and valuable and priceless. Um, I mentioned all these people that passed away. Uh, like Billie Holiday, Dorothy Dandridge, and River Phoenix, and um, Prince, and of course MJ. And of course you got... Um, I mean, just too many people. Whether they actually did or not. But you got to understand, so for me, the, that depression ends in two ways. Same way like I said with the, with the jail thing. You're going to be dead and in jail. But for me, depression ends in two ways. You're going to overdose or drink yourself to death or overdose on some pill or some, or some drug. All right? Or <clears throat> it's going to take you out by making you take yourself out. That's how I look at it. So the reason I put all them people and celebrities and Jimmy Hendrix and all these people... That just um, Amy Winehouse. I mean, you name them. I miss all these people. You know, Marilyn Monroe. You know, it's a long, 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 long list. Um, yeah, Karen Carpenter. I think about her because I love her. And I think about her at Christmas. My mom put me on a Karen. You know, I think about that she killed herself. You know, I just think about a lot of. Um, Obviously, this was people that was, you, they was dual diagnosis. They was mental health and substance abuse. And why they didn't take themselves out. I don't believe none of them really told to take themselves out. I think they just, they just want, they just, um, it's kind of like that, that kind, is it Kanye West and, um, somebody else say, um, turn on the lights. We're going all the way this time. We're going all the way this time. They keep saying that we, I don't like that song. That's going to be bugging me out because they sound like, um, 
they about the, 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 it gives the tone, especially with the beat at the end, like we going all the way this time. Yeah, yeah, I going all the way this time. Some people they turn up, they turn up too much and you got the old D. So that's how it ends. And I think about that. So um I know there's like so much more to say. There's so much more that I wanna say, but the one thing I wanna say, especially with the people who's using excessively, there's some people that use recreationally and not really and sociable, which is like, mm. You know, I smoked marijuana. I don't know. Look, I don't know that marijuana is so much of a drug. That's, that's left to be debated because this legalizes using medicine. I don't necessarily like to classify it as so much as that. So, but what I'm saying is the same way that social drinking and recreational drinking is the same way that there's social drug use. And there's some people that maybe when they're going to parties only and they don't party often, but when they do go raving or whatever, they might want them some MDMA or something or something that's going to make them love the music more. And you always got drinking with everything, even if it's just going out to dinner and socializing, okay? Um, my point is, if people like that are using like that, it's a little safer, because unless you got control. When it's dangerous, when you ain't got no control, and you ain't got no boundaries and no limits. I mean, basically, you not only do you make it to see the bottom of the cup, but you see the bottom of the barrel, the, the bottom of the, the bottle. You see the bottom of everything. Like, you finish every bag. When you're done, you want another bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing that stops you is maybe you get too tired, too high, too drunk, you pass it all out. You know, if that's the issue, then yeah, that's somebody that's, like I said, going back to these artists and stuff like that. You're self-medicating. And, um, you know, I think of them because when I looked at the dual diagnosis, I'm like, and that was that. So... I think we're going to take a little break, and I'm just going to close out, come back and close out with some thoughts. They said here that um, Melissa Rivers, her mom, Joan Rivers, who I miss dearly, and the fashion police, advocates for suicide prevention. So, you know, she's doing her thing, which is good. I'm sure her mother will be very proud of her. And it's a great cause. You know, I'm advocating for mental health awareness because um, I have personal stories, but, you know mental health is anything from anxiety and panic disorders, bipolar disorder, um, depression, eating disorders, schizophrenia, substance abuse, and addiction. Yeah. You know, fight for your life. But even if you're not ready to talk to anybody, because I can understand that. There's a lot of people that's not going to go diagnose like myself. We'll be under the radar. Ooh, that's the thing that scares me, because as I get older, I'm starting to realize these things don't really end well. <laughs> so... It's kind of thing like you're gonna be under the radar until you Kate Spade, my baby girl, you end up like that, or a drug takes you out, but then you got that horrible legacy behind you that she was this great person and did all these things, but you know, you just couldn't get a hang of your, your drug and alcohol usage, and that's what took you out. Elvis, I mean, come on, we can go on and on with these people, it's a long list. I'm, I'm happy for Michael Phelps, though. I'm happy for Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lewis, you know, the people who have been coming out because it helps others, it helps us. Then they have all these different types of um, anxiety disorders and what's anxiety, um, how to spot if somebody's having, you know, so like I said, if you just educate yourself on a few of these things, maybe if somebody tells you they, but I don't know that anybody would tell you that. There's a lot of people that won't tell you that. That's why I said a lot of people who run around here, we're really judging them off of the way they're acting. Like, who does that? You know, whatever they do, they're like, well, who, why would you do that? That's so this, that's so, you know, whatever. Because we really don't, they're really puzzling us. And of course, they probably got drug use. So they really coming off like this, could be a loser, just jerk person. Truth be told, <laughs> they're self-medicating because of things going on in their head. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to be there. And you can't escape your head. 
Because, you know, as long as you're conscious in your way, you can't escape your head. The only way to escape your head is to, is to, is to get out of your head by stoning it and binging. Okay, and um, the truth of the matter is they could be suffering from schizophrenia and hear voices in their head all day. You would never know. They, they can't tell you that because if they told you that, you're going to treat them like a nut. So, you know what I'm saying? Because it's facts. And you're not going to want to talk to them and, or they won't have anybody left, anyone. So, or you might just um, call and put them in the... <laughs> ER, where I've been told you all kinds of nightmares go on there because they're stigmatized and treated like worse than human beings there. You know what I mean? So they, it's, it's, it's very, very common that people are going to keep things to themselves. And certain families and certain um, cultures and traditions, especially like the African-American, is kind of taboo. And um, nobody's going to really understand you. You're going to be considered a kook. So, you know, maybe we, educate, we kind of encourage people to go and um, get the help. I, myself, I personally told you, my personal experience, I... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep it real because I don't trust. And um, on that note, I'm going to take a break and I'll be back. Chapel's Corner. I'm here to close out with some final thoughts on the subject, um, but this is not the end of the mental health awareness series. I'll just call it this part two of the mental health awareness series. Um, yeah, so I wanted to just share that if you or someone you know who might be have been talking to you about thinking that they might feel like something is wrong with them, it's like we all know our bodies. Like when we all know our bodies, we know our bodies well. It's kind of like you know your mind too. So you start to feel maybe like something, something's going on. You might feel a little overwhelmed. There are quizzes online that you can take on your own privately, or someone you know can take online privately that will um, test to see if you have like panic, if you're um, and have anxiety, panic, um, phobias. It might pinpoint it, and they also have screenings, online quizzes. You just answer honestly um, for depression, bipolarism. Um, well, you just honestly answer the questions how you feel. Uh, if you know somebody, this is, here's a sign that wasn't mentioned earlier. Someone who maybe just is so withdrawn. And by withdrawn, I mean they're not even engaging in life at all. So they lay in bed all day in the dark. Um, and they let their personal hygiene and self-care go. They hardly open the shades. The shades are always drawn closed. And, um... It gets to the point, like, you know, when you get, like, really, really, really depressed, not just take a toll on your mind, it takes a toll on your body to the point that you start to feel extremely lethargic and achy in the body, like you have a flu or something. So, um, maybe even the way they move and their mannerisms is kind of, um, dragging and lagging. Um, they need help. Now, that's something that, like, you know, some serious help. Try to invite them out for a walk or something. It's not really, you can't force anybody to really get help, though. You see, that's the thing. Um, not unless you are, I wouldn't say cruel, but you just, you know, hurry up and call the ER on them or something, and then just, you know, and in that case, unless you understand what's going on in healthcare today, and don't nobody tell me anything, because I have family members uh, in healthcare over 20-something years, okay, eligible for retirement and everything, they're still there, love what they do, okay, so I know, that's why I became knowledgeable about mental health hygiene, that's how I became knowledgeable what they can and cannot do, and, um, you know, where to complain at or where to go and all these other things, <clears throat> Long story short, though, um, you can take the quizzes, and they'll tell you. And hopefully you don't do what I did, and and if it comes out in your screening or your test results that you um, do 
meet some of the um, guidelines or standards, diagnose things for A, B, C, D disorder, and that you should contact someone soon or immediately and set up an appointment to speak to somebody, you know, that you should do so. And if you're not ready to do so, like myself, which is fair and understandable, okay, because I have been there and there's a lot of us, the, the numbers, as I read to you earlier from the CDC, are staggering in the amount of people that ended up committing suicide who were not ever certified um, or diagnosed anywhere on paper by any healthcare professional anywhere on this earth. So obviously they were like me and they kept it to themselves and it came out ending Badly, and in the way that it normally does. So, um, hopefully you, you know, but if you don't like us and you just, you know, then that's okay too, but you should just at least be aware so that you know that what you're feeling isn't, um, just a hallucination of your mind, that you really are experiencing something that you might need to get help for. In the meantime, if you privately want to, again, maybe get some support, and you're not ready to call the number, and you're not necessarily ready to go in and see a doctor, you can Google um, all kind of healthcare forms or questions concerning the, um, the disability you feel that you may have or the disorder that you may feel that you may have. There's like WebMD and there's Save.org and so many places. So there's communities out there, people going through the same thing, who you might feel comfortable to talk to, who might be able to share stories with you, even though you're not maybe ready to share yours make you feel comfortable, you know, somebody that you can be one with, and that is a sense of, you know, comfort and peace, just always knowing you're not alone, I don't care what anybody says, so just knowing that you're not alone sometimes is enough, because only an orange can speak to an orange, and thinking if there's anything else I said, yes, like, um, you know, Kate Spade is gone, um, ah, man, this is like, what a weird week, I tell you, that's highly weird, boy, I don't know, <laughs> mm-mm, uh, there's a lot going on, you know, and I just want to tell people, you know, sometimes, you know, be happy with what you have, be happy and thankful for little things, be content, Anthony Bourdain, you know, committed suicide, these people had it all, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to strive and be ambitious and get things, I'm just saying, don't let it, that if you don't ever get there in life, that that depresses you, and don't let it be that you actually get there in life, and guess what, you're not going to be maybe not as happy as you thought that you would be having all of the world you know pretty much falling at your feet um bowing out to you lifting you up high and praising your name giving you their wallets <laughs> endlessly you know you, you can go anywhere in the world you can do whatever you want but something inside still still doesn't register as happy it still doesn't register as content you know if you can't be content up there how are you going to be content you know you got to be able to be thankful for the things you have um, <clears throat> let's see. Ugh. Then they got the famous suicides list, or the 12 of Hollywood's most shocking. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they got a lot of people on here. Yeah. Anthony yeah, Bourdain is on the list as well, but, you know... A lot of people, a lot of people I don't know, but I already know that this list is very, very long, and it goes back to, like, hundreds of, oh, I can only imagine, but this is sad, you know, this is sad, this is something that's going on since the beginning of time. All right, look at the South Korean fashion model of 2009, she a lot of these is, is very recent, 
Some of these people we didn't know probably here in the States, but they were famous abroad. Like, this is all over the world. And um, they took their lives. Okay. So, again, guys, stay strong. um, Stay positive. RIP to Anthony Bourdain and to Katie Girl, Katie Baby, Kate Spade. You know, may she rest in peace. Her life was not for nothing, and her death certainly was not for naught as well. You know, as... um, You'll see as you go around, you know, because um, the mental health advocates is going to, we're going to, we're going to light this up on fire and we're going to let, you know, it's going to be an inferno. We're going to burn stuff down because it's getting out of hand. And I don't want to see another person die. This is ridiculous. It's, it's so senseless and it doesn't need to happen. All it needs is just for people like us, myself, even myself, everybody, to just try to get some tools together to help people because we all are capable of simply helping somebody else and making somebody else feel better or simply listening or just, you know, giving a kind word or a smile or some of you people, you know, when, when you're going uh, in to get services at some of these places, like your local post office or your local pharmacy or something like that, some of you know you don't have to be so rude and so condescending to some of these people that's working behind these counters. They're regular human beings like you. I don't care what you do for a living or how much you make more than them. You know, and some of you people who at work, when when I come in and get services at some of these places, some of you were treating me like I, I I came to your house and asked you for money that I came in here to pay for a service. You work here, don't you? So there's a lot of things that's really going. There's a lot of negativity going on around here. A lot of people got attitudes, and there's not a lot of pleasant people. A lot of people are cocky, arrogant, and a lot of people are um, for themselves, which is hey, especially in my city. I live in New York. <laughs> Y'all heard about our types, but you know, my point is. Um, be kind to people, okay? And on that note, I will see you all next time here on Chapel's Corner. Be good.